Hi, this is Michael Lowe, and you're listening to May I Ask You a Question. My next guest is John Rep. Why am I talking to John? I'm talking to him because we're good friends from church, and he attended and graduated from Bob Jones University, a fundamentalist school in the South, well known for its school curriculum, conservative values, and strictures. When I found out he was an alumnus, I was quite curious to know about his experience there and how he reflects on it now. Our conversation is broken up into two parts for the ease of your listening pleasure. Hope you enjoy. John Rep, thanks for coming to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. It's great to have you. We are uh, we go to the same church, so yep. we're I don't know co laborers, co co members. Um, and we've known each other for about two and a half years since, or about two years since, uh, about a, a year or so, half a year before COVID. It's hard to know with the pandemic, right? <laughs> right. <Is that> all, <laughs> Time um, is all, all very relative. Uh, yeah. yeah, everything is, is disoriented. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to have you here because um, you are mostly from the South, and mm-hmm. I say mostly because part of your childhood, you told me it was in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, and um, you you told me once that you went to Bob Jones University. And I think you said you graduated in 96, so oh, 25 years ago. Yeah, big 25 anniversary. So. <laughs> Celebration, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I'll make it over there. But of the yeah. days that used to be. Right, right. Um, go ahead. Oh, I, actually, I, yeah, so I graduated from the university, but I also uh, went briefly to the, they have an elementary school, and then That's they have right. a high school, so yeah. I went through all of that as well. And so so you, uh, you actually went to the school, like you weren't home, because I know they have a homeschool curriculum mm-hmm. too. Did you were you homeschooled through their curriculum at all? No. Uh, they, there was a in-person elementary school, okay. and um, so went through there, went through the junior high, went through the academy, okay. and then uh, into the, the university. So. Start to finish, you were there how many years? Uh, so, yeah, sixth grade all the way through, so... Uh, you have to check my math later, but okay. uh, yeah, sixth grade on basically. So yeah. six to twelve six. is seven years plus another four, so eleven years. Um, and and you lived in Green? Is it Greenville? Greenville, yeah. Okay. Yep, lived in Greenville. Um, got my first job in Greenville. Um, then moved to Spartanburg and later Charlotte, and then uh, over here in Seattle. Uh, what brought your family over there? Uh, my dad actually. Um, was looking for work. He's a airplane mechanic. Okay. And the school at that time had an aviation program and, uh, you know, they, they could fix planes. There was missionary aviation, that type of thing. So he went over there and, um, it, he wasn't like technically employed by the school, but, uh, but he moved and, uh, found a aviation mechanic job there. Okay. And then my mom, um, found work at the university press, which a lot of people may be familiar with, with some of their academic, you know, oh, curriculum and yeah, that type yeah, of like thing. Like textbooks. So, and textbooks, but she had several, um, like, uh, fiction books published yeah. uh, under the university press. Okay. So, oh, oh, she had, like, so she she was a writer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So uh, she's written a couple of uh, mystery books and that type of thing. Oh, that's fun. Uh, Gloria Rep. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you like her writing? Oh, yeah. I would proofread it, <laughs> and I have one of my books dedicated to me. So I have, oh, really? you know, right? Yeah. What age range you know. is it aimed at? Oh, it's uh, it's uh, young adult. Um, you know, I could say maybe she has some some younger ones, but uh, the sweet spot was kind of like the upper elementary, junior high, maybe okay. a little bit of high school. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and distinctly Christian fiction books. Yep, yep. Uh, not the beat you over the head Christian, right. you know, uh, books, but uh, you know, in a. Adventure, a mystery. There was one in BC. Yeah. 
you know, and, and uh, you know, there would be a, a strong Christian message through all of it. Okay. So. Uh, but fairly explicit, though, like tying in, in Jesus and the Bible and, and, oh. and like, but not like just random savior themes or whatever, like. Right, right. I mean, the, the, the main character would, would have a faith in Christ. Okay. And, it, you know, there would be something that would test that faith and, gotcha. uh, you know, and, and would ultimately strengthen the faith. Yeah. So, to end on a good note, right? Huh, I didn't know so, that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And so when she worked at the press, um, that uh, kind of paved the way for us. Uh, I have an older brother and a younger sister to go to the school. Oh, you're a middle child. Though. Yeah. Classic middle child, <laughs> so, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it paved the way because uh, it, it discounted your tuition. That's right. Okay. That's right. It was actually free. Um, okay. So, um, and that was a that was a big answer to you know because they were like how you know we want they wanted they felt strongly about putting a child in a in a Christian school and then uh, that also carried through uh, through college as well. Did your family move at, there at all because of either Bob Jones or like the the greater culture that Bob Jones kind of created in Greenville hmm. or was it was it literally just like your dad was looking for jobs and found one there? Um, I now keep in mind this is from a sixth grader's perspective. Yeah, of course. So, and I'm just looking back on some of this, but um, they moved, I believe, not because it was the the Bob Jones culture, the fundamentalist type mm-hmm. culture. Um, we grew up in more of a, I think it was a JRBC church, you know, uh, but it wasn't quite the the stripe of of bob jones yeah um but they heard good things about the school they heard you know just generally and my dad wanted to move to a place that had um you know some good christian education options so they saw that um and they they were like okay well at least we know that you know there's a good elementary school good you know system there yeah and uh that's why they moved you said sixth grade right yeah what was it like you know being in the area being in the school yeah, I was I was the new kid, you know. Uh, we we I remember it. I mean, that's one of my really vivid memories of just because I'd never been to the South. I was a Midwest kid, yeah, and uh, came out to the South after school had started a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, hot and humid, and you know, new school clothes. Sixth grade, you walk into a class full of strangers and they're right. all just looking at you, yeah. you know. Yep. So, and as, as if sixth grade isn't awkward enough, right? No, yeah. Let's just add on a little bit, <laughs> yeah. there, right? So. And then the other thing is, to anybody who's gone through a, a Christian school, there's there's a culture in yeah. any school. Yep. And um, when, especially when that school is tied to a system like a university, yep. you know, yep. you have faculty kids, you have, yep. Yep. Um, so that was, that was an adjustment for me. Yep. I was, um, growing up, I was a pretty outgoing kid, um, and... I, like up until that point? Yeah. Okay. You know, I was always the one that's kind of like, hey, how you doing? You know, yeah, that yeah, type yeah. of thing. And I think that, Like your son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I wonder where he gets that. Right. Um, but that was that was an adjustment because I was not ready for that, you know, in yeah. my sixth grade, sixth grade me. The, so. the, the culture there. Yeah, just the culture. And it, it wasn't, I don't know that it was like the fundamentalist culture, but it was more of the the brand new experience okay. um, as, a, as a kid. How, how would you describe, I think I know what you mean, but describe the culture a little bit more and, and kind of, like, mm-hmm. was it more of the just being the new kid that, that kind of hit you? Or was were there certain aspects of the culture like, oh, this is not how they did in the mm-hmm. Midwest? In sixth grade, it was just being the new kid, I think. I'm yeah. trying to think of anything that was like, um, you know, like Bob Jones specific and I can't think of anything but 
you know, you, you know, it, it was, you had your chapel, you know, on a routine basis. It was a bigger school than I was used to. Okay. Because um, did you go to a Christian school in the Midwest? Too? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was a smaller Christian school. Um, but, and, and then the fact that it was connected to something bigger, uh, there was this big university campus that was right next to the elementary school yep. and, and I, it was just kind of like, Had whoa. A more gravitas or kind of weight to it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bob Jones does many things very well. And one of those is gravitas. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I yeah. mean, I was reading up on it and, and we'll get more into it too, but like the, there's just a heavy emphasis on professionalism and kind of showing up right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And whether it's purely for appearances sake or whatever else, I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's other like academic rigors that are, are mm-hmm. legitimate, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it would, it would seem to me that, that showing up well is not just in terms of your attire, but in terms of how the campus is laid out, planned out, designed, oh yeah, beautified, yeah. Um, I mean, there was there was a heavy. I, I spent a couple of summers on the grounds crew, you know, where you have to, <laughs> you know, you need a summer job, and yep, uh, yep. what better way to spend your summer than out under the hot South Carolina sun with a blower or an edger? <laughs> Um, that was brutal. But um, did you get to ride like the 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 the, the ride on the mower? No, like, like, like no, <laughs> no. I, that's a senior. That's a senior position. You, know, oh, you, yeah, have, to, you have to work into that. A few um, summers in, I, I get to walk along with the blower behind <laughs> yeah. it. So <laughs> the backpack, right? Exactly. So no, they there was a lot of emphasis on on the, the grounds and the you know just the the buildings and the upkeep and yeah. and it was viewed as a testimony issue. You know, I mean, you like, it's like people driving by they. Showing up well right. is showing is, up well. Yeah. And and I know we can get into this a little bit later, yeah. but it I was I was doing some thinking about this and it, it feels like um, the idea is Bob Jones was resolutely counterculture in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. where it's like you, the world, do what you want. We're gonna do our thing. We have a almost like a training program. Mm-hmm. It's like training soldiers, you know, training Christian soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we have these rules. You know about the rules. You come here and keep the rules. Yep. Unapologetic and about unapologetic. it. Unapologetic. Yeah. You you know, you have your hair cut a certain way. You dress a certain way. Yeah. You're, you approach your work a certain way. Yeah. And that's going to be another way to distinguish you from whatever the world is doing. Yeah. You know, so you can see there's some good things and there's some, some, some things that you can really overemphasize. Yep. And... Yep. And it become a very bad thing. Well, it, it's it was fascinating because like I was reading, I read through the handbook a little bit. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> we had to read that every year. Oh really? Like they they forced you? Did they test? <laughs> did they test you on it? No, they didn't test. But they, you had to attest that okay. you have read the handbook. And so you, you either lie or you actually do it. Right. Okay. Right. And you know you'd go through and you see what's changed and if anything's changed. So right. I'd actually be curious to see what the handbook is now because I'm sure it's changed. From when I went through, yeah, yeah. Um, well, because one of the things that struck me was like you have to estab- you can have facial hair if you're a man, uh, but it has to be established uh, like outside of outside of the school year or off campus. And I was like, that's weird. But then hmm. as I began to read it more, and the emphasis on professionalism made me think like, oh, it can just look a little scraggly if it's if it's you know halfway there or you know, or, I mean, now mm-hmm. these days, you know. Five o'clock shadow is, is, is cool. It's right. accepted. It's it's trendy, um, but yeah. Oh, so, so that's new. Um, 
back in my day, uh, <laughs> and you'll hear this quite a few times. Clean shaven. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, you could not have facial hair. Really? Period. And the, well, there's a limit on the sideburns, too. Like. Oh, yeah. Sideburns could not, and it might still be the same, sideburns could not come below the entry of the ear. Okay. Um, it's close to that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's like maybe a little closer to the earlobe, but it's it's, mm. it's gauged by the ear. Oh, yeah. See, the no. <laughs> it's backsliding. Uh, the, the hair could not touch the top of the ear. Yes. Or okay. the back of the collar. Mm-hmm. And two finger widths above the eyebrows. Wow. And Like that's how it was measured. Yeah. And you know how I know this is because they would have hair check. Oh. Um, so like the military. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so, probably. Um, yeah, um, I mean, you would be walking... It's not like you would be lined up or anything, but when you'd walk into chapel, yeah. we'd have daily chapel, yep. um, and it's it was a big auditorium that had that seated the entire student body, which yeah. was, what, about 4,000 students, I think, at that time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big, okay. So and, it's shrunk a little bit since. Yes, it has. It has. Um, and there would be ushers, um, like, and they would have little slips of paper, and they would be watching you as you walk in. And huh. you, <laughs> like slips of paper to write your name down on. Uh, it would it would or basically to measure. Yes, they they get your ID card, and they would say, you know, you just got busted for hair check, and you need to go and get your ID card back. We'll write your name, and you have to go and get your haircut. And does that go on like a, a record? I don't think not for hair checks. I don't think so. No, uh, but it was just. Get your hair cut. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, there would, as you were walking in, there would be word that would spread for the guys, like, oh, it's hair check, it's hair check. And so you'd be like, you know, oh. taking your hair and just yep. kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. putting it behind, you know, maybe it's like, you know. And then you see, you'd try to wait for a distraction, especially if your hair was, like, close. Yeah. And then you just walk past as fast as you can, and you'd just be worried about the... So that was or a they would thing. just come up and Yeah, they'd just shoulder. be like, hey, 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 you know. Yeah. And there were there were a couple of times where I would just have my ID card out and I'd just be like, there. <laughs> it's like it's like the you like when you're me. speeding, it's like, yep, yeah, yep. can we make this as fast as yeah, possible? Yeah, let's just move. Let's just <laughs> yeah. go. No so. conversation needed. Yeah, that was hair check. What? Uh, how did you and your friends feel about it? Oh, we griped about it. Okay. You know, I was mean, it all through like sixth grade to to the end of college, or was it mainly in college? Sixth grade, it wasn't a thing. Anytime when you moved to the junior high, which is seventh and eighth. Yes, yeah, seventh and eighth. And then high school, um, I'm pretty sure it was a thing because the junior high kids actually joined the university kids for the daily chapel. So maybe junior high, I don't know about that for sure. But at least high school. But yeah, at least high school. And yeah, I mean, we didn't like it. Um, it, it, There was, you know, it's it's not like we were like, oh, I rejoice that my hair is going to be trimmed, (laughs) you know, or anything like that. But they wouldn't force you to do it on the spot. Like just next time you showed up, it has to be corrected. Yep. Like a week or something like that. Did they have uh, uh, barbershops on campus? No, but uh, there were some. Some. I mean, they had a cosmetology um, um, like division. field of study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you could you could do that. Or there were kids that lived in the dormitories on campus, and there were some really good student barbers. <laughs> yeah, and then there were some very enterprising people that set up a shop right outside the university gates, and it's, a, it's called Hair Hut. And you okay. just go there and get your hair cut. Yeah. And they knew exactly how they needed well, it. Well, I mean, the rules guarantee a customer base, right? Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's a business model. So. <laughs> yeah, did you know, I guess yeah. maybe the university gets kickbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, talk a little bit more about your experience, maybe there, but also just in the greater culture in Greenville. Mm-hmm. Like, what? how would... I, I've lived on the West Coast my whole life. Mm-hmm. And if I were to say, what was the culture in the South? What was your upbringing? What was it like? Mm-hmm. How would you begin to try and uh, frame that for me? 
The Southern culture that I experienced was, um, it was much more open and warm and friendly. Um, but it was also... You're saying more open, like, comparatively or just generally? I, I would say, I mean, that's that's kind of the, the, the reputation, I guess. But, yeah. uh, I mean, it's not like I witnessed, you know, some a, a bunch of unpleasantness in the, in the Midwest when I was, you know, a kid. But, uh, you know, I would always find a lot of very gracious, very um, kind and... Um, like you hospitable? Know, yeah, and manners and, and all of the things that you would associate with the South. Mm-hmm. Um but on at the same time, and the university fit in very well with that, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you you we Cause had because it, it shows up well. It shows up well. Um, you don't want to sit down um, at a meal and not know which fork to use, or you know, okay. just grab food and yeah. Know. And so there's a formality, a decorum. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was almost a it was a very um, you know there there was a um, a, a kind of a thread running through that where a good polished student should know how to conduct themselves Mm -hmm. whether you're with um you know a a working class person or an aristocrat or anywhere in between yeah you know um which was good um but the problem with that and more with I, i felt a little bit with the southern culture is that when you have such an emphasis on externalities and manners and whatever else, Mm -hmm. it makes it hard to be real, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so you can cover up a lot. You can cover up um, a lot of dislike with manners. Um, You can cover up a lot of, you know, um, things that you don't want out there with with manners and show. Yeah. Uh, There is almost a, like, you're either forced to be insincere or Mm -hmm. like lie about what's going on internally with your family or things things that are are broken yes and i found that to be a problem especially looking back Mm -hmm. with with fundamentalism in general um Mm -hmm. because you know it's like anything right where we as as fallen human beings tend to emphasize overemphasize things mm-hmm. to a to a to a fault. Yeah, you know things that that can be good. Yep. get pulled out to the nth degree, and then it becomes um, a way of covering up sin. Yeah, you know. Well, I, I mean, uh, in in many ways, it seems like uh, th- that we as people kind of get focused or fixated, and then we find routines in certain in certain habits or whatever mm-hmm. else. And so, if those routines are in kind of showing up well or whatever else, mm-hmm. then we don't necessarily intentionally discard you know the things that would otherwise make us genuine and authentic. Right. But uh, we tend to maybe neglect them and lose sight of them, and just keep emphasizing what has gotten us to this point. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's almost a a disproportionate perspective about it yes i think that's true and and to add to that there's there's the idea that if you have your hair cut to a certain length Mm -hmm. and you're showing up with you know with good grades and you're reading your bible and you're memorizing the bible verses and you're showing up at church Mm -hmm. um then things are probably pretty good yeah where in reality you know, it's it's very you could be easy. Completely to, broken inside. You could be completely broken, and and um, the other, the flip side of that is that if you are struggling with something, it takes a lot more courage to come up and say, you know, to raise your hand and be like, "Hey, yeah, 
I'm completely broken inside. Right. You know, um, and because that also means you've completely broken a lot of rules too. <laughs> right. You know, and and how do you rehabilitate somebody when there's such an emphasis on standards and um, meeting these expectations? Did you feel like perpetually like both judge and misunderstood? Hmm. I would, that's a good question. Um, I don't know that I felt misunderstood. Um, judged, yes, uh, but the, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it's hard to kind of put my finger on that because I didn't feel like I was unjustly judged. I kind of knew what the rules were. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> to make it a little bit easier after that, that rocky sixth grade year, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, by the time I got to the university, I knew what the rules were. Yeah. I knew yeah. how to meet them. I knew how to abide by them. How um, to get around them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, the I, Dr. Bob Third, who was the president when I was there, mm-hmm. um, so there's Dr. Bob Sr. who founded it, Dr. Mm-hmm. Bob Jr. who was the... The, the son of senior and the chancellor when I was there and then the third Stephen and then Stephen after yeah. the third yeah he said he was very fond of saying that um, the students like an environment where they can they know what the rules are mm-hmm. and they can expect that those rules will be kept mm-hmm. you know nobody's forced to come here and nobody's forced to stay here mm-hmm. you know so you're kind of like you know what you're getting into yeah I mean as a, as a kid of a parent who was on staff, I did feel like I was forced to stay there. You know, I mean, not like <laughs> right. I could be like, Mom, Dad, yeah. I'm going to go over here. Right. But, but I... Public school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I got what he was saying. Um, and and then the other thing that struck me, because I was I was just thinking about this today while... Um, In anticipation of... Yes, our, exactly. Of our big interview. Uh, yes, the big moment. <laughs> But I was, because I was trying to remember a lot about what the university was like when I was there 25 years ago. Yeah. Because it's changed. You know, I mean, right. it, it's it's modernized in a lot of ways. Um, but the one of their famous, their favorite taglines, and I don't know that it's still in, in application or not, but it said, Bob Jones University stands without apology for hmm. the old time religion and the, uh, the, uh, the uh, inerrancy of scripture. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it, it's something, something very close to that. Yep. But it, it stands without apology for the old time religion and the uh, un, um, unerring, infallible word of God, I mm-hmm. think is what it is. So, um, and and this is, this is why it can be difficult and nuanced to talk about the school. Yeah. Because, you know, I would say it's fantastic to stand without apology for the, the inerrant word of God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fundamental to my faith. Yeah. Um, and and I feel that that's, that's super important. Now, the old-time religion, um, okay, what does that mean? Right. Right? That can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean singing out of a hymn book. Mm-hmm. Does it mean, um, you know, throwing away your, your beer? Does it mean listening to music that doesn't have a beat? Um, does it mean keeping uh, black students from your school? Right. Um, you know, and it means a lot of different things. And Because there weren't any, mm-hmm. when you were there, mm-hmm. the black students weren't allowed yet? No, they were allowed. Um, there were there were black students there. Um, but was it like the, the marriage rule? Then? Interracial dating was not allowed oh, okay. right. when I was there. Okay. Um, 
So it wasn't just black students. Yeah. Um, you know, it's obviously here in the South, it's a polarizing <laughs> issue. Yeah. Uh, like a good majority, a good percentage of Greenville is black. Yeah. Um, and then at the school, there were like 10, you know, not a very small number yep. of, of black students. Um, but, um, and then it was, and then they later did away with the ban on interracial dating and marriage. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for a while, it, it seemed almost like they were forced to. Mm, yeah, more or less. Um, like there now, was some public pressure <laughs> that, uh, yeah. I, I, I thought it happened like in conjunction maybe with like uh, a presidential election or something like that. Yes. Um, and, and, uh, I'm glad I read up on that too, because I, I, I it, it refreshed my memory a bit. Um, I mean, a lot of Southern schools didn't allow black students back in the 60s, I believe, and 50s before I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, some other secular schools, you know, didn't. Um, but Bob Jones held on to the ban on interracial dating and uh, tied it to, tried, attempted to tie it to scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, they talked less and less about it. But the more there was pressure... Like there was like, a quiet shame? Almost. Yeah, well, they they had a whole rationale. There was a pamphlet um, that was written, um, you know, maybe a decade before I got there, about why they felt that was... That was Legitimate. Um, yeah. Um, and it wasn't, obviously. Um, but the... And, and then they just tended to dig their heels in quite a bit. I mean, that's why they lost their tax-exempt status. Yeah. Um, and that's why they would just be like, hey, look... You know, you don't have to come here. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't come here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna. You, don't you tell us um, to go against our convictions, which is an interesting issue. Can the state force a Christian school? Yeah. To, yeah. You know. Anyway, it's, I mean, it, it, it mm-hmm. stares separation of church and state in the face, right? Yeah. And, and there were some people from liberal churches that came to their side and they said, "I think this is repugnant, but I don't think the state should mandate this." Right. You know. Um, but yeah, when uh, one of the presidential candidates was coming through, uh, he spoke there to try to shore up the really conservative, fundamental evangelical base, and yeah. huge backlash. Right. And so, because well, I, I, yeah. I think I heard that it was uh, when George W. Bush was running against McCain, and then McCain called Bush out for going there and basically saying, like, you know. Uh, implying as they do politically that mm-hmm. you know Bush is a racist and all that stuff, for for even going to the school because there was a, there was a time during which people didn't go to the school right because it kind of fell out of favor mm-hmm. in terms of the the political uh, popular culture. Yeah, um, although uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's essentially it. Um, and then and then Bob Third came out and was like, hey, it's not important. We're not doing it. Yeah, I heard it was like on Larry King Live or something like that. Yeah. It was like, okay, you just just like that. Like, yeah. It's part of the political trail. Bombshell. Go. Yeah. Um, but I remember when I was there, um, it was kind of a whistle stop for uh, the Republican mm-hmm. candidates. There were, uh, Dan Quayle came through there, um, Pat Buchanan came through there, <laughs> um, I interviewed all of them as a young, aspiring right. uh, radio guy. Yeah, um, I think uh, the other Bush came through there. Um, the elder, yeah, HW, yeah, HW, um, and a couple of fringe candidates, not yeah. like supremacists, but like bring back the gold standard, you know, or yep. you know, all yep. these yep. types of things, old school, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so and 
and they would call it like convocations and all the students would come in and listen to it. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Um, but they've since uh, apologized for their stance on it. Yeah. You know, and they said, we've hurt people. This was not core to our faith. But at the time, there was a lot of justification from Scripture that said this is core to the faith. This mm-hmm. is why God has done this. Not core for salvation, mm-hmm. but uh, we feel that it, it was tied into the idea of separation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world's going to do things one way. This is how we've done it. And then this kind of falls into that old-time religion, mm-hmm. you know. And maybe some of the old-time ideas should be thrown out, but they saw that as without apology. Would you say that? So, um, I guess you you kind of touched on it. How it, it talking about Bob Jones University? It. Um, I, I asked some of my friends, "Hey, what do you think about Bob?" When when I mentioned Bob Jones University, what do you think? And I got some reactions where their facial expressions said more, maybe more than their words. But it was like, "Whoa, that that place." Uh, maybe just kind of in a um, maybe implying that they seem out of touch those sorts of things Mm -hmm. but then i had another friend say you know it's it's a good conservative school with uh you know strong doctrine good core beliefs um and there's other schools around the country like it and obviously um our progressive culture doesn't like it that sort of a, a a tone so but what makes it kind of difficult to talk about is that it's not as if we uh are trying to say that everything that they do is wrong mm-hmm. and that there's, you know, blatant, obvious condemnation. It's not that clear, but there are certain ways that they go about things that um, are headline making, questionable, you know, those sorts of things. So I guess part of what I'm wondering is, is that their fervency and their stubbornness on, on you know, putting their foot down was that your biggest frustration with them yeah i think so um i i mean i was a pretty complacent you know kid when i was going there i wasn't um you know i i i never really took up a banner to you know fight what the university was doing i was just like hey i've got some good training there's some stuff i don't really like but so it came with an eye roll. Yeah, yeah, definitely. An eye roll and and that's fine, you know. But I was very aware of the the headlines and Well, especially the, as an aspiring radio guy, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're kind of in touch with the, the pulse Absolutely. Of, of, of popular culture per se. Yeah, I have no doubt that it hurt um hurt my job chances, you know, in, in, in a lot of ways. Um but and and then yeah, people would be like, Oh, where'd you go to school? And I would dread that question. So you are you ashamed of it? now it's it sounds like in that moment question. you were yeah I was then and and I I'm thankful for some of the training that I got yeah but um, you know I I it's a tough it's a tough question to answer I don't I it's it's one of those ones where where you want to you you want to not throw out the good mm-hmm. but there was a lot of bad mm-hmm. uh, that that uh, since I've now left fundamentalism, I certainly, if I were a, a college student now, I wouldn't go there. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, there, are, I, I know I have some good friends that, that have been like, I'm, it's a cult and I'm ashamed that I ever went there, hmm. you know, and then there's others that are on faculty, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I wish, um, 
you know, there, there, there are some things that I, that I wish, you know, it, maybe I could have gone there for a little bit to get some of it, some yeah. of that, but who, who can say, right. um, you know, I kind of, I kind of view it more of, you know, this is, this is part of who I am and, um, maybe it's part of your story. So it, yeah, it is. It's part of my story for sure. Uh, maybe I, I, I regret taking so long to come out from what I view as fundamentalism. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think it would have helped me personally if I had done that sooner. How do you view fundamentalism? Um, I view it as as a kind of a mix of, of people. Um, uh, applaud them for their stand on scriptural authority, mm-hmm. uh, for their 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 desire to to emphasize the Bible no matter what else is happening around in the world. It's something that I think we need, um, and they see themselves as the the bastion, the 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 fortress of faith, as yeah. they call themselves. You know. Um, but I see, I see an, a, a, an environment that is ripe for hypocrisy, hmm. that is ripe for manipulation, um, where when somebody says something, you need to either agree with it or leave, you know? Uh, it, particularly somebody in authority. Yes. Whether it's um, in a church, whether it's in a school, whether it's... Um, in 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 a political party, mm. um, and I feel that that's I don't think that's a coincidence that that you have um, unquestioning in in a lot of ways loyalty to a particular creed or belief system or or value system um, because the mentality is we're fighting against the forces of darkness mm-hmm. and if we give in then you know will be overrun you know some it's a very much of a of a battle and less of a compromise compromise was a bad word growing up <clears throat> but it even uh in some ways it sounds like um what the opposition is isn't as much defined by something outside of us but it's defined by whoever is against us is that true mm. Mm. yeah in some I mean ways. Not, not entirely yeah. but, right but right. like increasingly like no, we are so confident in what we believe that how dare you oppose us? Right. If if you're coming against what we've been doing and what we think is is right, then then you're an enemy. You know, um, you you take the idea of of racial reconciliation, uh, of of in you know interracial marriage or or whatever else, and you know it got to that point where they. Could have changed that a long time ago. Right. Well, I, I was really surprised to see how late in mm-hmm. in, in, in yeah. the timeline of things. Yeah. And I am ashamed of that. Yeah. You know. Um, and and that's the part that's really shameful when 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 I say I'm from Bob Jones University. Mm-hmm. They waited so long to change something. But the problem with it is when you have this insular university, yeah. and you have a you know. Black students, maybe the number that you can count on your hands, mm-hmm. on, on your fingers, you know, um, and a very much a monoculture. You're not listening. You're not able to hear the harm that you're causing to other brothers and sisters who are outside of your outside of your walls, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and the idea is, it, it, I, I feel like a healthy approach is what can we pull that's good what can we pull that is godly from from something 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and what can we, what can we say? Yes, this is good. We're going to reject this. We'll stand where we can and we'll split mm-hmm. where we must, mm-hmm. you know, um, as opposed to if there's anything bad, we need to reject it out of hand, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I feel like the university and fundamentalism in general, um, is very slow to adopt anything new and views it with suspicion. And because of that, there's there's a huge blind spot mm-hmm. uh, where otherwise mm, caring, loving, compassionate people, they don't really see the, the harm that they're causing mm-hmm. to the body of Christ because they feel like they're the bastion and they're besieged and they're, you know, they're, they're pretty surrounded. much kind of a war mentality. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Onward Christian soldiers, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and... And fundamentalism is a is a very lonely place sometimes because you feel like you're the only ones you feel like you're being persecuted for standing for the Bible, mm-hmm. where in reality you're being persecuted or mocked for your separation stances, which are extra biblical in, right. in in my opinion. Well, it, yeah, I mean, you sent me that article last night at, in, mm-hmm. uh, or the blog post yeah. of. Your was it a friend? I, I, or... Yeah, he taught me uh, like a, like a, our our college class at my okay. church when I was yeah, growing yeah. up, okay. and he's like on the Bible faculty there. Oh, okay. at, at, at the university currently. And but his his blog title was interesting for that blog post was like it's it's not persecution if you're being obnoxious, <laughs> and it's just it's yeah. it's perfect, right? Like I mean, come on. There is, uh, it, there is almost kind of this assumption sometimes that um, because we have conviction, because we have firm beliefs, and because you know we know the right things, mm-hmm. then how dare you accuse us of doing anything wrong? And if you do, then you know I'm being persecuted for what is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and see, this is the thing that's so complicated about this to me uh, as I try to unpack my feelings about the school. Yeah, is on on one hand there are some things that you're just like oh. Man, why, you know... And those are headline-getters, too, Yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? And then on the other hand, you have some really insightful, smart, um, I mean, thinkers at the school. Yeah. Um, and people who would take what a lot of people... If you read that, that article without any context and you didn't really know who wrote it, yep. you'd say that's a pretty much a moderate, good position to take, yeah. as opposed to an extreme right you know, yeah. screed or something like that. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Thanks for listening. In the second part of our conversation, John shares more about his time at Bob Jones University and within the fundamentalist ecosystem. He also talks about leaving fundamentalism and how he would encourage his son to think about it. And with all the COVID chatter ticking up again, let's remember to stay focused on faith, resilience, and community. Lord bless. Lord bless.